0: Hello everyone and welcome to a movie review, and this one is a movie that's exactly released in theaters one year ago today, which releases October 18th, 2019, and that is The Lighthouse, directed by Robert Eggers and starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. I'm recording this on October 17th, and I watched it earlier in the day so that I can... Have this fresh in my head for this review and it's actually only the second time that i've seen this movie and i loved it just as much as i did the first one now this won't exactly be a spoiler review and won't really be a non-spoiler review either because this is the kind of film that at least for me is not really (laughs) easy to describe because it's just it's really one it really is one of those films that you have to see it for yourself to understand uh, but you'd have to watch it several times to understand because it is this is a film that's gonna kind of fuck with your head a little bit. So, um, but yeah, like I said, it is directed by Robert Eggers, who direct, who also directed uh The Witch or The Vitch, because the title is stylized with two V's to make out the W. So, and I have not seen that one, but I've heard a lot of great things about that. And that one stars Anya Taylor Joy. And I am very fond of her, so I'll be happy to check that out. And but this film, I'm gonna read the but on the back of the Blu-ray case right here is this from Robert Eggers, the visionary filmmaker behind the modern horror masterpiece of The Witch, comes with comes this hypnotic and hallucinatory tale of two lighthouse keepers, Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, and on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1800s, as an approaching storm threatens to sweep them from the rock and strange apparitions emerge from the fog each man begins to suspect that the other has become dangerously unmoored not sure what that means and i'm too lazy to look it up but this i don't know if this if you can really call this a horror movie but it definitely has those horror elements uh in there which I'm i'm gonna talk more detail into that one on my podcast that i'm having on Halloween Day, uh, so be on the lookout for that one. Um, it's, I will say, it is it is a bit of a slow burn kind of a story, which I mean, I don't mind that at all. I enjoy those kind of movies. I like when it builds up, you know, to you know where it gets to the crazy stuff at the end of the movie. Um, but for like this one, I think for, for like the first ten minutes, there is no dialogue at all, and the whole film is literally. Just Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, uh, and you, you, you get two other at, people at the beginning of the movie, but you don't know their names, you don't even see their faces. Uh, and the only other character featured, uh, human character at least, or human, or, or you know, of anything else, is a, mer- a mermaid character that, uh, that if you've already seen the movie, you already know what she's all about. Uh, and also, you get the seagulls, which was a very I will say the first time that I saw the movie, and because uh the way Bo- because Willem Dafoe's character talked about how it's bad luck to uh, fight or kill a a seabird, and he said he he reiterates that several times throughout, and by the ta- by the end of the movie, and then for like a few nights after that, I'm um, no exaggeration. I s- I had I had a few little 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 nightmares about seagulls, uh which just yeah kind of fucked me up for a little bit. But you know like I can't really do a good job like I guess I can't do a good job of really describing the story itself uh, because it's just it's again it's a, it's one of those you have to see it to to understand. Uh, but I do know that it's at a uh, it was in I don't know if it's inspired or based on an on an alleged true story of two um, two men that were, you know, Stranded on uh, at an actual lighthouse, where you know they kind of went mad and things have ha- things happened. Uh, I don't know for sure if that's the case, but uh, at least from, I think I think they mentioned it on the on the making of documentary that's featured on here. Yeah, yeah, it's called the the lighthouse: a dark and stormy tale, and. Um, uh yeah they i think yeah they mentioned that there was a short story that was based on a re- on a real life thing that happened that the that that robert eggers and uh his co-writer that they had heard that they had le- heard about that and they wanted to make it into a into a full movie and that's what this story is uh because yeah robert eggers he wrote produced and directed the film yeah and i don't know i kind of like it i like it when directors you know actually have their hands all their fingerprints on it like that where they are the writer director producer of the of the story um because you can feel uh i guess like like their dna all over it so that you know it is truly their story um and uh but just like the whole experience of the film it's like it's it's presented in black and white which you know people that saw the previews for it or are very aware of and it's in an aspect aspect ratio where it's like in like the box shape kind of like an IMAX movie like like how the Zack Snyder's Justice League is supposed to be when it comes out on HBO Max next year but the thing is like it was filmed on you know because Justice League Zack filmed it on you know on like IMAX kind of cameras with the intent of it to be seen in that format but whereas with this one it was filmed with a you know a regular you know Panavision or Panaglide, whatever kind of camera, a regular, you know, wide camera, and they put a filter over it to stimulate that, you know, that little square shape. Um, which took a couple minutes for me to get used to it because, you know, we're also used to, you know, the high definition, you know, full, full, you know, 16 by 9 screen. Um, but, you know, after, after a few minutes, you get used to it, and you don't even notice it, so. Um, same with, like, you know, like, again, Zack Snyder's Justice League, you know, because everyone's complaining, like, oh, the aspect ratio, aspect ratio. I have no problem with it. Every time, every, I, every time I, like, look at the clips that he has on Vero, or re- I watch the trailer, you know, for, like, the five millionth time, you know, that aspect ratio, it works. But anyways, yes, this story, it's because the way the way it's presented, it's pre- presented very much like like an old school kind of Hollywood film, uh, very much like how the Todd Phillips Joker movie like was presented as well. It was presented like a film that would that would have come out during the time period that the film takes place, and um, you know, not that they had films back in the eighteen hundreds. You know, I don't know. I was not alive back then. It was two thousand years ago. Um. And you know the performances from Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson were amazing, and I've reiterated many, many times all over social media that it is a travesty that, especially with Willem Dafoe, especially, did not get enough award recognition for his performance in this film because his. I because I'm a fan of both actors. You know, Willem Dafoe is amazing. Robert Pattinson, I'm. I've. I've always said he's a much better actor than. What people know him from uh, for for the Twilight movies, because even he hates those movies, and I've said that several times on my on these little podcasts. So, like when it was announced that he was going to be Batman, you know, I was a little like, oh, oh, uh, I guess. But then I saw this movie, saw his performance, and I was like, yeah. That's Batman. Alright. That's that's Batman. So, you know, that's why I always... Whenever I see people talking about... Oh, we got, we got sparkly pants Batman. Sparkly pants. Sparkly Twilight Batman. It's like, no, no, no. Watch this movie. This is Batman. And then, of course, you know, the trailer they released at Fandome over the summer. Yeah. But, yeah, you still get those people that are like... Oh, we got sparkly Twilight Batman. Sparkly Twilight Batman. You're never gonna, you're, you're never gonna change people's minds, you know, for those kind of things. It's the same people that, you know, Zack Snyder's just like that. They want to say, oh, it looks, like it's the same movie. It's just a longer version of the same movie that we get. In <sighs> I've I've rambled on about that kind of stuff so many times on these podcasts and other videos and on Twitter, Vero, everywhere. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. But anyways, it's a It is a very—I don't want to say it's a—it's a very dark story, but it is—it is dark. Yeah, but there is some levity to it. There are parts of it where you will be kind of laughing your ass off to it. Uh, like again, they showed parts, bits and pieces of it in the trailers. uh, Uh, where you know, like when they. Just start get, drinking together, and they start singing like you know, like old sailor songs, and just having a good time and dancing, and it's it's funny, you know. And you know, the way they s- verbally and physically s- you know spar back and forth, it's and it's like it's like you can kind t- you could tell that they 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 had they you could tell that just by, by watching their performances that they had they had fun making this movie, um, and the the the, the music as well. Let me let me see who who it was that there yeah, that did the the music for this let me look at the the name on this on here uh, musical score mark corvin not familiar with that with that with him but the score that he composed for this was is a very hauntingly you know very haunting and beautiful score um very much like Hilda how whatever her last name is for the joker and in and she rightfully deserved that oscar win so, very happy for that. You know, but I would compare yeah, the score for the for the lighthouse to, to Joker where it's that hauntingly beautiful score that when you're listening to it, it, it's very eerie and you're a little creeped out, but at the same time you're intrigued by it. And and then the cinematography itself, it was just beautiful to watch, especially in that black and white, you know, format, which I remember from the in the making of part, they said that uh, for every every it, it, there was like a like a like a, not necessarily a grainy filter over over it, but like, like it's like, like they like I think something like that. They play around with the saturation a little bit to make it look a little more raw. Uh, except for the parts that involve the mermaid character, where you know you can tell that the that the I guess the texture of 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 what you're seeing is different. Um, but hey, it works. And you know, it's it's a very, at least for me, it the way the visual pulls you in you know and and one of the things that I remember hearing about before this movie before I got to actually see the movie cuz cuz the two, the two movie theaters that the, that we that I have out here that are out here in Jacksonville did not show the movie so I wasn't able to watch it I had to wait until the blu-ray came out and you know got it when it came out watched it that same day and I loved it of course so and and I hated that I was not able to experience this in fear. It's like I really, really wanted to, because it was one of the films that I was most excited to see of twenty nineteen. Yeah, but I'm just happy that I was able to see it, and it is in my list of favorite movies that I got to watch last year. You know, if I made a, a t- you know a top five favorite movies of twenty nineteen, it would definitely be on that list. Yeah. yeah. Give you three guesses what what's what's number one on that list. Yeah, you know, if you really know me, you'll already know but um and but yeah talking about like how there's the the moments of levity in the middle of all the you know the insanity that's happening throughout like and and people and this clip has been shared a lot on twitter that um because the because th- during the film one of the first character he's the one who he cooks the meals for them and all that and i think is that he he cooks only lobster because you know they're fishermen they're on that at that lighthouse, they catch lobster. He cooks it for them every day. You know, because they're they're in that they're stuck at that lighthouse for they're supposed to be there for four weeks, but because of the storm, they're there just a little bit longer. So they they're they're past that for that four week period. You know, you know, I mean, just you know, think about it. In reality, if you and one other person were stuck in that same spot, didn't go anywhere else for four weeks, you might go a little mad. I know, I certainly would. Um, and there was a moment where he, where Robin pants's character, he was, he na- was Winslow. His name was Winslow. Willem Dafoe's character was Tom. That Winslow, he just finally snapped and talked about wanting to eat a steak. And he was the part that I there's the clip. That, and I saw the clip before I actually watched the movie, so I had no context for it. But I laughed my asses off. I laughed my ass off when I saw the clip, and then laughed off my ass off even more when I saw the movie. and he said, if I had a steak, I'd fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, he really he literally says that, and I just, huh, alrighty. <laughs> uh, I mean, I personally would not fuck a steak, but yeah, more power to to him. And uh, and there's a lot of monologues that Willem uh, Dafoe's character Tom Thomas goes on a, a few times in the movie, and they're always they're all very like powerful and poetic and. You know, especially towards the end of the movie when uh, Winslow just completely snaps if, and tries to kill him. Um, I think this is the second or third second time that he tries to kill him, and he's burying him alive, and he's put, shoveling the dirt on top of him. And Thomas is still giving a monologue with dirt falling into his mouth, which I've heard mixed reports on whether or not it was it was real dirt going into his mouth but as all that kept going into his mouth he's just going and going and talking and talking and it's just like god damn why did this man not get an Oscar nomination I mean if he if he wasn't going to win at least get an, oh, an Oscar nomination you know but then you have the same thing you have to, you have to wonder would he have been supporting actor or lead actor who knows um, because honestly but the way but the performances between the two between Defoe and Pattinson either one of them could have been a supporter, supporting role or lead role, both because it's. I really, I don't really know. I don't really, I don't know if they really. which one was yes, Will Defoe had the top billing, but was he really the star of the movie? You know, was he the lead of the movie? I want you have to wonder about that. And and going back with the seagulls because the seagulls. You know. Kind of antagonize Winslow a little bit, and it all starts from when he's you know he's doing his chores, you know, with helping with the maintenance of the lighthouse, and um, I think it's like he had like a wheelbarrow of like coal or something like that, and there's a seagull right there in his pathway, so he he takes one of the trying to get him to get out of the way, takes one of the rocks, throws it at him, and then that's when later on Defoe says, "Oh, I saw you sparring with the gull. You know, bad luck to to to, to kill a seabird," and that's where you know that all happens, and then. We see him, you know, in another moment where he just loses it and just grabs the seagull and just starts slamming it up against uh, this, you know, cement tank thing that's outside of the house, and it's fucking brutal to watch and and is uncomfortable to watch as well. And obviously, it's not a real bird that he does that to because because uh, they would they would have been shut down and they'd be, they'd all be in jail. But it's just it is so uncomfortable to watch. And both times that I've watched this film, I'm just sitting there in a hushed silence, just like, fuck. Yeah. And, and it's just, there's a lot of trippy moments throughout the movie as well. It's like, like you don't know what's real and what isn't because again, like there's they they, they, they he's these kids going mad and these things, these, these, these these hallucinations are just popping up all over the place, um, and uh, and also the other thing that I was hearing about when the movie when the movie came out about people talking about oh the massive masturbation scene that uh Robin Pattinson's character has, uh he has I think two scenes where he where he's yeah you know, jerking it off yeah and and, I'm, and I remember hearing about another movie. That he had done years ago it was an indie film I don't remember which one it was where he had to have a scene like that and that he did it for real because he he didn't know how to fake it on camera and it had me when I and the first time I saw that this movie before first time I saw the lighthouse and I, I was just remembering that in my head it was just going through my head like is he doing it for real and this one as well because it looked and sounded pretty real um which is just all kinds of awkward uh but hey we're adults adults do that kind of thing um so yeah if, if you haven't seen the movie yet and you're watching this review or listening to this review uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna see some some patents and jerk and going on oh i am so sorry any family that's 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 checking this out i am so sorry for the things that i'm saying here uh but yeah if you've watched any of my other videos before and listen to my podcast before this one you kind of already know what you're getting into for that. but yeah when we get to the very ending of the film after the Wendell and Thomas have their their big fight, their big big fight at the at the end of the movie, um, because the whole time Pattinson's character he's he's wanting to go up into the lighthouse, but Thomas, you know, Defoe's character Thomas, won't let him because he's very, he's very protective of the of the lighthouse and that that is his light, it's his light, no one else's, no one else can 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 reach that light, and then when he finally takes him takes him down and he goes up to the light up into the lighthouse to see that what what's so what's going on with that light and this is the, and when i watched it the first time and then especially and then you know, again the second time that and i think they showed they showed it a, a small snippet of it in the trailer where uh and the, they said the trick that they did went in the making of that they you know like increased the saturation of it for the intensity of the scene that like the light that's like the light is getting brighter and brighter and uh Pattinson's you know, he's his face is, looks like it's covered in blood and then he starts screaming and the scream is like very loud muffled and staticky which kind of just makes it even creepier and it just it like I said it messed me and fucked me up in the head a little bit and he finds and I don't know exactly what it is that happens, but he somehow falls down the stairway of the lighthouse, and then the very last shot of the movie is him on on the on the floor outside the lighthouse, and the seagulls are picking at his body, and it is fucking gnarly to look at. Um, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the movie yet and you were planning to, sorry that I spoiled the ending for you, but you should know by now. You know, and I even said it at the beginning, I wasn't it wasn't going to be necessarily be spoiler or non spoiler, because you kind of just have to see it to to believe it kind of thing, you know. Um. So, but yeah, then the movie ends in a in a pretty, pretty gnarly way, and uh, I'm very eager to watch Robert Eggers The Witch, because if this is this is what he presented for this one, then I'm very very curious and intrigued. But what's going to come for that film. Um, I very much look forward to seeing that. And I'm going to try to get my hands on that movie very, very soon. Yeah, you because know, I'm, as I've talked about before, I'm a physical media person. I don't, very, very, very select on what digital you know, media that I go for. Um, but yeah, if you've seen this movie before, uh, please leave me your feedback for it and let me know what you thought of it. Because I would love to talk to more people who have seen this film. Uh, because uh, not a lot of people that have seen this movie that I have been able to talk to. Uh, and if you haven't seen this movie before, again, sorry that I spoiled some of it for you, but I still encourage you to check it out for yourself and see how you feel about it. Uh, especially if you are a Robert, a Robert Pattinson fan, and you're excited to see him as the Batman coming out in 2022. Uh, which, you know, they are, they did start up filming again, and if you've seen some of those pictures, it looks pretty damn cool. Um But yeah, that's going to do for this review uh, for The Lighthouse. I hope you enjoyed listening to me and watching me talk about this. And uh, like I said, please share your feedback with me, uh, either leaving a comment on the video below for YouTube or reaching out to me on my social media, Twitter, Instagram, Vero. All the links are in the description so you can check those out. Um, please subscribe to the Minitites Podcast uh, either right here on YouTube or also you can get me on the audio-only version Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, and Anchor Uh, support me by joining my Patreon for $1 a month that link is in the description Um, you can also buy a t-shirt in the Minitites Podcast store that link is in the description as well Um, and I'm working on some designs for newer t-shirts that I can add to that so be on the lookout for that. I will let you know. And um, uh, thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. Love and appreciate every single one of you who do. I truly and genuinely do. Please stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourself and your loved ones. And if you uh, if you can, uh, I have a link to a GoFundMe for my friend Julie uh, to have her to help with some uh, court fees and legal fees uh, for a very important. Case that she has, uh, it's you know not my business to talk to talk about it. But the link is in the description, so please click that link and hear her story. And if you if you are generous, please contribute. Um, and yeah, thank you all so much for checking this one out and check out the other movie reviews that I've done on here. Um, I'm gonna try to get more. Of those coming out very soon. Just uh, as I said a few days ago, uh, just got a lot of. I think yeah, the last video that I did, my bit scheduled for work has been pretty busy. I'm gonna try to, you know, try to keep up. With this has been a few weeks, um, so yeah. Check out my other movie reviews, my retro film reviews, which I do have. The one that I mentioned on my Walmart video uh Nightmare on, Nightmare on Elm Street the original one I'm going to be that's going to be my original film review for this month uh, so be on the lookout for that it will be coming very soon and also the uh podcast that I have coming on at the end of the month where I'll be I will be talking about horror movies um so that's going to be a lot of fun for that and uh check out all other regular podcast episodes my video game reviews wrestling uh classic, classic wrestling pay reviews uh yeah This has been a movie review for The Lighthouse from the Mennatines podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all on the next one. Bye-bye.